Welcome to Season 2 of Spark Reunited, a series of shows celebrating 25 years of broadcasting on this student community radio station. Whether it was Utopia or Spark, the people featured on the station have made it into what it is today. And as today's Sparkies, we are forever grateful for them imparting their knowledge onto us, and we decided to pay it forward by sharing it with you. After such a successful Season 1, where we heard the likes of Emma Millen, Chris Stevens, and Rob Dowell, and this season, we'll be speaking to more ex-Sparkies and Utopians like current Capitol executive producer Callum Hyder and BBC West Midlands producer Adam Pender-Smith, along with loads of other guests who will share their radio insights and experiences with you. In this episode, our guest is senior talent producer for BBC Radio 5 Live, Ross Mitchell. Hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Spark Content. My name is Don Brown. We are here for Spark Reunited and I am joined by Ross Mitchell from BBC Radio 5 Live. Hello, Ross. How are you? Not bad. Not bad, Don. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much, Ross. Can I just start by asking you to tell the people at home how you're involved with BBC Radio 5 Live? I'm in a bit of transitional phase at the moment. I am a senior journalist at BBC 5 Live Sport and with my job, effectively what I what my main uh, focus is is producing Premier League Sunday with Steve Crossman and Nevin of Nua. And effectively, it's the build-up to the big two and 4.30 games in the Premier League, um, which has various... It's like a two-hour build-up of, of former Premier League players and current WSL players, all just having a great chat about footy. In the next few weeks, I'll be transitioning to a new role as senior talent producer for Five Live Sport. And my job will be changing to effectively uh, manage relationships with our current pundits and um, contributors uh, from Chris Sutton to Micah Richards. And then we've got a pool of like WSL players like Izzy Christensen. It's something that I've always been really massively into. It's, it's a very weird, nerdy niche kind of role because it's... Uh, it takes you away from the studio and more hands-on into the realm of talent. And I hate the word talent because everybody's talented, but that's um, yeah. that's going to be my main focus now um, from from March onwards. Now, Ross, that unique niche that you found for yourself, did you find it on Spark or did you find it after you left and went on into the world of work? My, my journey's been always quite a, a, a funny one when it came to radio and then developed into what it is now. When I first went to the University of Sunderland, they used to have a, a course called Video New Media. I don't know if it still goes on now. Kind of half, like about three or four months into being there at the university, I just, you always had to walk past the the radio studios. And when it came to picking modules, I was just like, I'm really interested in this because it could be just really good fun. And I, as well as being at the university and obviously having to do you know quite a serious amount of work I was kind of like I just want to do something I, I actually just could have a bit of a laugh with and at that time Utopia was only doing RSLs so we were only they were only doing two weeks here and two uh, two weeks at the start of the the um the year which was like September-ish and then they'd do like two weeks right at the back end so there was never like it, they were never active constantly I just got an absolute bug for it. I just like I loved it so much. I was like, I could I could have a job where 
I could talk on the radio and I could get paid for it. And I was just quite interested in that. And um, I, I always was massively into massively into music, into new music. Um, pop punk was my main thing with uh, with rock. And then effectively, there was a chap called Rory Oskari who uh, ended up, funnily enough, working for BBC Five Live straight off the back of coming out of university as a studio manager. He was saying to me, look, start a... Do, do a little podcast on your own with, with one of your mates and just kind of get that flow. And I did that for a couple of months, just never uploaded them, just, just did them just for myself. And then when the RSLs came, went for a show with me and my friend Mark um, and we we just did a couple of shows just to get us in there. Um, and then it ultimately kind of, everything kind of like spiralled in year, year two as the development of Spark came about and I was a part of the team that was developing Spark from um from nothing effectively to what it is what it was when we, we launched it. So we were a part of like branding, working with so there's like me, Lee Sevenoaks, um there was a Den Waterman at the time. Apart from obviously doing our actual degrees, we were spending so much time behind the scenes trying to just develop this station effectively. And from that, I was kind of doing, presenting, uh, I was presenting, producing, um, and uh, also being the uh, head of music. And within that, I kind of developed a bit of a role where I would go interview new bands um, and effectively kind of just took that on myself to kind of build relationships with agents and different artist management groups so that we could get ahead of the curve when it came to like uh, going to festivals. So we did a lot of work with people so we could go to Leeds Reading Festival, so we could go to um, download, etc. So it kind of helped people when we came going forward, people could go to them as well. Uh, when we actually got to the full licence and we got to the community station, that's when we, uh, me and Mark, kind of released the takedown which was our pop punk show uh thursday evenings seven till nine and it was just a really good fun pop punk show where it was a mix of kind of music as well as just acting just playing just having good fun um and obviously that's kept on going for years now and it's kind of become a brand effectively with spark which I've, i just love i love that that's kept on going because you know it's just it's it's a it was a great thing for me to start and just to know that other people get the opportunity to have fun with that show as well is is great um but then the epiphany moment for myself was that obviously when you kind of come into spark and you come into any university which has a radio degree and or has a student radio station everybody's thinking about being a presenter like everybody <laughs> Um, everybody wants to get on air. Everybody wants to just that, and effectively, we had this moment where there was a student radio conference, and it was actually held at Leeds University. The keynote speaker was Ben Cooper from Radio One, who was head of Radio yeah. One at the time. But one thing stood out massively, which was when he he said, um, "Raise your hands if you want to be a presenter." And I'm in a room with prospective competition effectively in my for my future and everybody's pretty much putting their hand up and then they said who wants to be a producer 
And I kind of, I was producing and presenting. So I kind of put my hand up and there might have been about 10 people. And that's the mo- the light bulb moment for me where yeah. I said to myself, you know what? I'm not the next Chris Miles, <laughs> but what I are, what I could be good, what I could be amazing at is creating content. So basically, at that moment, my head was so focused on becoming a producer. And when you found that focus to become a producer, Ross, where did it lead you? What jobs did you get after you left Spark? When I left university, it all kind of it all. It, I got I got this really lucky opportunity. The BBC were doing a scheme called BBC Plus, which effectively was six weeks of work experience. And every single year, they would either have a BBC Blast sport reporter or a BBC Blast music reporter. And I went for the... I, even though I lived in Leeds, I went for the BBC Radio Humberside um, Blast music reporter because I kind of, I knew from my time that basically BBC Radio Humberside are the ones that produced Leeds and, Leeds and Reading Festival, not Radio Leeds. So I knew that I was going to get a good gig at the end of it. So I went for that one, got that one, but made a lot of contacts at Radio Humberside. And then as my work was kind of developing, I was doing a lot of desk driving for sport. And I just, I, I always enjoy sport. I always used like loved football. I used to love rugby league. I came up from Dewsbury originally in West Yorkshire, so my, my life is rugby league more than it is football. I started desk driving at Radio Humberside, started desk driving at Radio Leeds, and then I started producing programmes and helping out, getting guests and writing scripts and stuff. And then there was a, uh, an opportunity that came from the BBC World Service to work with them for um for eight weeks during the uh, re- uh during the London Olympics in twenty twelve, and uh I basically they needed somebody to freelance for eight weeks, and that ended up being eight years. <laughs> I think you've answered about all the questions I've had for you, Ross. The only one I can think of that I still need to ask you, and it's a really pressing question: What is your favourite memory from your time at Spark? I'll say the cheesy one. The first oh, one was we when it switched on. That was an okay. incre- that was an incredible day. You know, when you finish uh, the year at, at 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 University of Sunderland, you finish it like in May, right? But we had a student radio station to get built by September. So I basically rang up my mum and dad, <laughs> and I said to my mum and dad, "I'm not coming home this summer because I've got to get." this station up and running and they were like what do you mean you're not coming home <laughs> like, you've got to come over it's so, like i was like i've got to get this station sorted we haven't even got any music in we haven't got there's there's nothing there's nothing there's nothing in built we've only just been given rcs so nobody knows how to use it we need to figure out all this and my mum was like well how how are you going to live and i was like well I've, I've i've already signed up for another year in my flat but basically me and john and Lee spent the entirety of the summer going into into Spark and basically putting in music, and putting in jingles and put and in build uh, building hours and just to basically make sure that RCS was fully functional when it came to switch on, to the point where basically we went on air at like seven a.m. that day, and me and John and Lee were still putting music into into the system till like five in the morning we went we, we got back home 
got cleaned up, had a shower, and then went in. Went into um. It was done in the switch on event was done. Um, I always forget what it's called. City space. So we did it there. So that's where the switch on was, and you know we were doing that till God knows what time, um. And then when the switch on happened, it was just like one of the moments, which is like, you know, this all the hard work that we've done, we've got it, it's up, it's stable, we're talking on the air, we're live. And knowing that that this is now live for forever, hopefully, it was just a really great moment. For more episodes from former members of Sparking Utopia, keep listening to Spark Reunited, sparking your interest in media.